Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come into your presence again this evening. Father, tonight I would like to speak about what you did in the time that you came to Adam and Eve in the garden after they had eaten the fruit of the tree of good and evil. We talked a little bit about it last night in the audio. Tonight I would like to give it greater clarity that we might understand it in a different way. Lord, I, people need to understand that when you came to them in the garden, it was a garden you planted by the way of the words, and you were speaking to them in the way of the words because they had eaten the fruit of good and evil, which is the knowledge of your words, the knowledge of truth. And, Lord, they knew the difference between good and evil. So you spoke to them in the way of the words, and therefore, if we were wise, we would see something a little bit different in regard to what you said in that time frame in Genesis 3. And I want to speak about this because it involves herbs. It involves cattle. It involves the way a woman and a man get along with each other. And it involves this time that we're in right now. And I believe that it is, it's really good for us to understand this. So let me just get into it. And we'll go from there and see how we come out. And I pray that the people will take this to you, Lord, and that you will pour out on them what is truth. But, Lord, I pray they come to you with an open heart and willing to do it. Because marvelous things you said. Lord, when you gave these speeches to Satan and to um, Adam and Eve. You did not do much good for Satan, but you did very much good for Adam and Eve. They had sinned and they're going to be held accountable because you told them not to do these things and you told them that they would surely die, which is what happened. It changed everything about the way they lived. You cast them out of the garden after this because they could not stay in your garden where everything lived. There was no dying. There was no decaying and everything was healthy there. And so you sent them out where thorns and thistles grow and so forth. Let's look at this now. I talked a little bit last night about uh, Satan and what you did there. But I'd like to touch on this verse again for the sake of the woman. Because it explains a lot of things about marriage, why there's divorces, why we fail, why so many things happen at this time. So let's look at it very carefully. It tells us here, so the Lord God said to the servant in Genesis three fourteen, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity or hatred between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. It's important to understand what is actually said here because there's something important in this that we need to understand. It'll help us to understand why we have so much divorce and anger in our houses. 
you put hatred between the devil and the woman. You put hatred between the devil and the woman. If a man sins, and if a man lives in the way of darkness, his father is the devil. So how is a woman going to be when the law is that by the Spirit it's going to stir up hatred? In the hope, because you do these things, as you say in the law of knowledge, Isaiah 28, 9-13, that they will fall backwards and see evil and turn to look for good. In other words, they will seek to change their ways. That's why you have breakups and makeups and so on. But you put that hatred there. So if a man is not doing the will of God, if he's not hearing the words and doing them in the way of the new covenant, then what is happening? Hatred stirs up. Hatred between a man and a woman. It can be hatred between the wife and a man, the mother and the father, sisters and the brother. It can be between neighbors. We have to understand this. This is the law of God put there. Anybody that the devil enters between you and the woman. So it's the devil and the woman, not just necessarily her husband. It can be a woman and a woman. But when the when the hatred is there, you're never going to change this until they get to the knowledge of truth, which means that you'll never solve a religious war. That's what the devil is bringing forth. He wants to bring it forth a religious war because why? He has authority to do so right here. Because he can put it between there. And what's he doing when they're coming into the places? What's he do? Typically, they rape the women. They do many things against the women. And women rising up against women because the devil's in them. They don't see it that way because they're not obeying what you gave to the woman. Now, let's go down and look at what you gave to the woman. It explains the answer here. And then we're going to look at the man. Into the woman, you said something marvelous to her. And people don't really grasp it. And said, to the woman, he said, the Lord said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth children. In other words, it's going to be a work you must do to bring forth your children. As it's given you the law of how to be a mother and, uh, and raise a household in Deuteronomy 6, 4, 9 and Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21. Psalm 78, 1 to 8. As well as... Uh, Proverbs 33, when it talks about the virtuous woman. But here's what God did. It's marvelous. This is actually marvelous, and we don't understand it. It says, your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Now, please understand that the Lord is speaking this in the ways of the kingdom of heaven, which you must do the way of the words in righteousness. And he's speaking in a righteous way here. Because he gave her the punishment. This is what's going to happen. You're going to bring forth your children in what? In pain. But the work of the woman is still to do the work of building the kingdom. So what happens next? He says, your desire shall be for your husband. Go to John fifteen seven. It says, if you follow the Lord and abide in his words, if you abide in the Lord, in other words, you follow and do what he did, as he tells us in John seventeen seventeen, to be sanctified, by, made holy by being set apart from the world by truth, 
which is what he did, which he testifies to, which he testifies to also in John eighteen thirty seven. He testifies to that in John seventeen seventeen to nineteen, and also John eighteen thirty seven. Now, it tells us there if we abide in Him and abide in His words, what we desire will be done for us. <clears throat> This is important for us to understand this. Desire shall be for your husband. Everybody thinks, well, that means the relationship. She's going to find him attractive. She's going to marry him and have lots of sexual relations and so on. No, that's not what God is speaking here. Your desire shall be for your husband. Do you understand what it's doing? The way to do the ways of the words of God is for you to do good for others. And this is he's saying that you should be doing the way of the words in your house, like the Proverbs 31 virtuous woman, so that her husband does what? He rules over her. What is a ruler in the kingdom of God? He's a teacher of the words. If you don't prepare your house, if you don't do the way of the words in your house, the husband will not be able to be a teacher of the words. Instead, he will teach his own words and his own ways. We've got to be very careful of that. The woman should do these things. And one of the things that she must be careful of is to understand what did God give Adam, the man, to do and what is to help him. Because her desire should be to fulfill all those things God set for him to do so that he can fulfill his work. When we do those things... When the woman does those things, her husband will be able to get the knowledge of the words in righteousness and in properness and then be able to teach them in their household every evening and have the words manifested in the morning. If it is not done that way, it will not be done. So we go back to the man. That's the very next thing the Lord does. And he's showing you by putting Satan and then the woman and then Adam. He's showing you the way of this. How to get this. The first thing we do in the first spirit is to turn away from evil and turn to to the light, which is what he did there in in uh, speaking of cursing the devil first and, and making it so that we understand he's the way of darkness. Turn from that and head to the light. Understand that anything with Satan in it is going to be hatred between us and them. It can't change. They have to come out of the darkness into the light before you'll ever get along. So the prayer that we must do is how to bring forth good works with others. Great example is Oxa, the wife of O'Neill. She was the daughter of Caleb. She prepared her household, and then what happened? O'Neill and her family was raised up in the words, and when the nation fled after the ways of their selfish desires and fled into captivity by that, they all came pleading to her house because it was the only one with wisdom and understanding, and they knew that he had the will of God upon him. So Othniel became the first judge after Joshua, the first judge in the book of Judges. He became the first judge, and he freed the land for 40 years. 40 is a time of testing, but they went right back after that to their own ways and went into captivity again. But she had done her job. She had set her house so that it was the one that delivered the nation. Now, it goes on. It says here, 
in um, the uh, Genesis three seventeen to nineteen. It says, "Adam to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake." Toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Now catch that for your sake. Do you realize that it can become uncursed? He's saying, for your sake, I've cursed it that you might learn. Remember the way of knowledge, the way God teaches knowledge in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13? He teaches them that line by line, precept upon precept, that they might stumble and fall backwards and start again. And by doing that, grow and learn. Because as you do it, you begin to seek, okay, if I failed in this, I need greater wisdom. And if I failed because of my wisdom, I need greater understanding. And if I failed because of lack of understanding, because of my understanding, my failure of understanding, I need to get the fourth spirit, which is the counsel of God that guides my steps. It's a way of learning. He says, because you've heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, remember that God is first, then family, and then the things that we do for the kingdom, and then our life. But he's telling them here, for your sake, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. In toil. In other words, you're going to have to work the land to bring it forth. You cannot call it forth from the words all the days of your life until the ground is uncursed again. So how do we get there? Just a second. We'll get there. It says, but thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. Now, consider what God is doing here. He's saying... Thorns and thistles it's going to bring forth for you, but you shall eat the herbs of the field. See, here is God, again, like he did for Eve. He gave her the way. That's why she should let her husband rule over her, but not dominate her. Ruling is teaching the words. And you do it together, but she prepares a household, and God puts the word down upon him, and he teaches it in the house, and they grow in strength. And look at what happened with Bathsheba. When she brought Solomon on her knee, and he learned the words, and he had wisdom, but he lost it in the temptation. And he he started off great, and he was tempted by too many women, and too many. He did the things God told him not to do, like Adam did. Look where Adam started. He named all the. He gave the work to all the animals that God brought before him. The work for the kingdom that they're going to do. So he had great knowledge and wisdom at that point, how to do it. He says, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And by the way, when you think about, go back to that, when you have the devil, the Lord said, cursed are you um, uh, beyond the cattle. Now, who named the cattle and gave them their work to do? Adam. The Lord brought them to him, and he named them. He gave them the work for the kingdom of God that they are to do. And that's what God had them to do. And he's saying, cursed is the devil. You have the authority over the words to speak the words of God and call it the name, the work that it's to do. In other words, you have authority to do in the way of the words, in the way of righteousness, and the devil has to do that. 
He has to depart from you. That's his weakness in Revelation 12, 15 to 17. He has to depart from the woman because the earth opened its mouth. And what did it do? It swallowed the flood. How does the earth open its mouth? The man toils it. He speaks it with his words. He does the way of the words and the devil has to flee. So there's a, understand that as a base foundation of how you overcome the devil in this time of the great troubles that are coming. Listen to that again and I think you'll begin to get it. The, the Lord is giving to Adam here the good work that's going to solve the problem that Adam created. He says, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground. The sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Bread is instruction. Till you return to the ground. What does it mean return to the ground? Being able to have the ground uncursed. Not just die. He says, for out of it we're taken. For dust you are and to dust you shall return. We have to understand that it's much deeper than just dying and going into the earth. That's the simple way of this in the ways of the languages of the words that we know. But in the pure language of the kingdom of heaven, God is giving Adam the the message, the way to overcome all these things, which was learned and passed down, and it came to Lamech. And Lamech spoke this over, over Noah. Listen to what it says, Lamech. Which is interesting. The name Lamech means for lowering. That's Noah's father. For lowering or for humiliation. It means to do the good work for the kingdom of God. Of walking humbly before God. And putting the work of bringing forth the kingdom of God before himself. And his own desires. Micah 6.8. Psalms 50 and 4. He said he lived 182 years and had a son. And he called his name Noah. Which means rest. To do the work for the kingdom of God. To bring forth rest. Bring forth all the ways of the seven spirits again. So that we do what? The ground is uncursed. And that's what he says next. It's because he has the fullness of the seven spirits. That's why the Lord says. Ask for the latter rain. Which is the seven spirits. Seek God for the knowledge of this. And he'll pour it out. Because we're in that appointed time. He says saying. This one will comfort us concerning our work. And the toil of our hands. Because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. This one will comfort us. He did what? When as soon as Noah built the ark and so forth. And the flood was done. He made a vineyard. A vineyard, the wine. The wine is the eternal plan of God. And he he taught that. And the people learned the words. But then what did they do? They went and used the words for the wrong reason. When God gave them their earthly languages. And had them prepared to go all over the world. They refused. And they tried to stay in one area. And bring forth everything that God had planted for them and the other is to that area. Because they had the wisdom of the words of God and more knowledge than you have today. God confused their minds and they haven't been able to do that. You're going to go where God tells you to go if you want to get the blessing. Okay, so what we have here is we know that because of Noah and what happened with Noah, we know that we are going to come to a point where the Garden of Eden is going to return. Through what? Through calling out for the latter rain, Zechariah 10, 10, 1. And he's telling us in Ezekiel 36, 35 and Joel 2, 3, that's what's going to happen. The likeness of the Garden of Eden is going to return because we overcome the world. 
at this time right now. Before the Antichrist, the Ten Kings, the rest of that come. Right now, this beast kingdom is going to be destroyed. This is the fifth beast kingdom. And we're in the seven-year reign of the Lord right now. He's going to overthrow them in the morning, the beginning of his seven-year reign, which is exactly what it's saying in the Bible. The upright will get dominion at this time. He's taking it away from the world, and he's going to give it to his people who set themselves apart in his kingdom. Now, he, what he's saying here with the herb, it's very important for us to understand what the herb does. The Lord has told us that the herb, he causes the grass to grow for the cattle and um, green herbs for the service of man. The herbs are for the service of man, that he may bring forth food from the earth. Now, please understand, he says, he causes the grass to grow for the cattle and herbs for the service of man that he may bring forth food from the earth. Both of those are tied together. Remember when Elisha was um, plowing his ground with 12 sets of oxen, 12 yoke of oxen? He's plowing that ground with 12 yoke of oxen. There's a purpose in this. The cattle in this doing this thing. It's the the stirring up of the land. What he's telling you here is if you cause the grass to grow for the the cattle, if we treat the cattle in the right way, if we we have them walk the land and pasture the land, right now we try to get the cattle to stay in these pens and feed them this terrible toxic stuff instead of the grass, which is what's good for them because if we eat the grass and the meat, you eat grass-fed beef, for example, what is going to happen is the food from the earth will come forth, which is the words of God, the understanding of how, how to call forth the knowledge of the good works of God. But we want to eat this GMO stuff, you know, fed cattle with GMO. That's a Satan's work of destroying our lives because the food is, what is his, he said his word? His word is spirit and life. And he teaches us that if we teach the words every night in our household, then what's going to happen? He says the, ch- the children are going to have years added to their lives, and so will you. This is important to understand this stuff. This is what God is giving to us so that we understand how to get gain in this. The herbs are for the service of man, and he's particularly talking about green herbs. And, you know, I told you last night about the mulberry trees back in Second uh, Kings where he's telling you that the when you hear the footsteps in the top of the trees, then go forth for the battle because I will go before you. See, the trees, he tells you in Psalms 104, 116, he's trees of the Lord are full of sap. So when God speaks a tree and says, listen for the sound of the footsteps on the top, what's he talking about? The sap is like the myrrh. It's like a gummy thing that you put on the bottom of your feet and you walk in the word. You'll, you understand he, he begins to teach you how to walk in the way of the words. That's what he's talking about here. Cedars of Lebanon, which are very tall. Tall trees reaching up to the, like the heavens, symbolic of that, because God is up there, and, and the heavens have the words of God in them. And in Genesis, it tells you that in Genesis one, fourteen to nineteen, it says, "Let there be lights in a firmament to divide the day from the night. It'll separate those of darkness from those of the light." Paul tells you in First Thessalonians five one to ten that those who are of the day, of the light, you are of the day and of the light. 
and not of the night and of the darkness because the night is going to be cast out into the pit at the end of the millennium. And that's what we're talking about. You do the way the words, God never changes his way. So we know that's the way of night. During the night, we rest. The reason why we rest is to get the words of God. We should be seeking the words in the evening. And during the night, we rest in the morning. God makes manifest his word. And he's told us that in the morning, he's going to give dominion to the upright. He's taken it away from the beast kingdom. He's going to give it to us, all those who will follow him, if we're worthy enough. If we do not fail, if we do not become arrogant, if we walk in humility, if we walk in righteousness. It's coming as the sun of righteousness. The sun shines forth. What's it do? He tells you this. He says, God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light words on the earth, to rule over, to teach the way of the day and over the night, to teach the way of the night and divide the light from the darkness. And God saw it was good. Good works. He says to gather together and stir up love and good works. Love God. Love his works. He'll give you, you know, vengeance is his. He's going to take care of this. At this time, everything is going to be done to the covenant. Now, let's go back and look at something very important. The sweat of the brow. He told us here, you shall eat bread. He says, in the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread until you return to the ground. Do you remember the greatest, greatest, greatest moment of that in all of history? It was in the Garden of Eden, the night they took Jesus. What it says in Luke twenty-two thirty-nine to 46, it says, Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives. And as he, as he was accustomed, and as his disciples also followed him, when he came to that place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not your, my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. But being in agony, being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, more powerfully. He said, then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. What does that mean? If you go back up to the promise in Genesis 3, he's telling you there that you're going to get instruction. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat the bread. Instruction till you return to the ground. Jesus then did what? He died on that cross and his blood went into the ground and dripped down onto the, to the mercy seat uh, of the Ark of the Covenant that was below that. And God accepted him and he caused an earthquake and tore the temple veil symbolizing that in heaven in heaven we can now come to the father and get the instruction because jesus paid that price he paid that cup but that sweat of the brow that's what he's talking about you know when you go to it tells you in another verse job 12 8 it says or speak to the earth and it will teach you jesus is kneeling in that garden and he's speaking to the earth and speaking to the Father in the way of the words, and it will teach him. It's symbolic of that sweat, but you know what Jesus did at that time? Jesus was talking about this cup. What is his cup? Is to remove the sins of the world, to give light to the Gentiles, give the words to the Gentiles. First, he had it dead to his people, and then if they rejected it, it was sent to the Gentiles. Acts twenty-eight, twenty-eight, Matthew twenty-one, forty-three to forty-four, and in two thousand. Three in April, the words were opened on earth. 
And God's been calling them out. Get the words of wisdom you do not know, but people aren't listening. And the troubles are coming. But Jesus paid that price that night in that garden. Isn't that terrible? He paid the price in that garden with the blood. I could go back and get the other scriptures that go with that because in Matthew and Mark it explains more about it and how it was given to the devil at that time. Otherwise, he knew that he was going to have to do that, the blood, but he understood that that was the only way that cup could be fulfilled and he accepted it. It was tough. Can you imagine the pain he went through and all the things, the humiliation, the rest of it? But you go back, and what did the price pay? When you go back to to Lamech, it's marvelous humiliation, good work. He, He did such a good blessing for us. But you can go back before Lamech to his father, Methuselah, the son of Enoch, whom God took up to be one of the two witnesses Enoch he took up. Methuselah's name means man of a javelin, man of a dart, man sent out, man with a mission or a missionary. You can translate it any way you want there, but there's a very clear meaning. It's a means to do the work of the kingdom of God is sending forth the word that bring forth peace. Consider Elisha having the king to shoot the arrow in Second Kings 13 to 14 to 22, shot that arrow and then he had him strike the earth and the guy only struck it three times. He should have struck it five or six times. He should have known better to do that, but he didn't. But that's the dart. Do you understand the dart? When you throw that dart, what he's doing is by his hand, the word of God is going to come. And it's going to be done. And he had Methuselah, I mean Lamech, and Lamech brought forth that son that's going to deliver us from the darkness of the world that was. And he did. Enoch was Methuselah's father, and Enoch's name is initiated or dedicated. And Enoch's father, and he was taken up, and he was seeking out the knowledge of truth, and he taught his son, Methuselah, and he shot that through the dart and away of the words. It's like a spear is what he's talking about, into the earth. What did he do in that earth? He marked that earth to remove the curse. The name of Enoch, I'm sorry, Enoch's father was Mahalia. Mahalalel, I guess they call it. And the meaning of this name is praise of God, to do the work of the kingdom of God, to bring forth the praise of God, which is what we're talking about, the latter rain. Bringing forth what we are required to do at this very time, which is Daniel 9.24. We have to, in transgression, we have to make recompense for our sins, which means we have to, before we can go to heaven, we have to make the recompense for our sins, which is the only reconciliation for our sins which the only way we can do that is to do what he says in Revelation 19, 1 to 10, because that marriage supper of the land has to happen on earth so that we can do the righteous acts of the saints so that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord covers the earth like the waters cover the sea. And we have to do it in this hour. You know, there was another famous time when somebody was struck. In an hour, it was Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar was told very clearly do what he says they shall drive you from men and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field and they shall make you eat grass like oxen that's herbs like oxen grass like oxen he ate the simple grass 
seven times from Passover, you and you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. And from that moment that Nebuchadnezzar had went by and what he had done that got him so in trouble, he says, is not this great Babylon? Remember that Daniel was the one who was given the authority to build the city and all, over all things. And God had given the wisdom and understanding. But Nebuchadnezzar took credit for it. He says, is not this great Babylon with the hanging, flower, uh, hanging flowers, all that to the city? hanging gardens that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty ignoring the fact that God did this through Daniel that wisdom was given to him to understand how to do this so what happened is that that every hour it was fulfilled Nebuchadnezzar he was driven out from men and ate grass like oxen his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers, his nails like bird's claws. Do you understand what he was doing here? The feathers, give him a garment of feathers that he might see. He gave him bird claws like an eagle so that he might understand the nails like that is like the teeth. You're going to touch the ground and remember the earth that everything that comes out of it is God's. For men ate grass like oxen. Oxen are the teachers of the word. So God was causing him to know the word. And there's a big warning there. In this day, the Lord tells us in Zephaniah 3, 8 to 9, when he separates the people, what's he going to do? He's going to cause those people. He's going to cause all the people to walk with one shoulder. I mean, he's going to cause these people to know the way of the words. Know the way of the words even though they walk in punishment like Nebuchadnezzar for a time of about a half an hour, which is about 21 months, seven seasons. You don't want to be cast out like that. This happened to Nebuchadnezzar. God is going to send these people out, and he's not going to give them niceties like being an oxen. He's going to give them the plagues, the boils all over their body, and he's going to cause them to have no eyes. Those that came against his words are going to have no eyes, and they... Their tongue's not going to be, they're not going to have a tongue in the mouth, Zechariah fourteen twelve. But the other people, there's so many, you're going to get so many plagues at this time. Remember the Lord told the people when they were in Egypt in the night of they're going to kill the firstborn, that those houses that wouldn't obey what they were to do and they came out early, they would die firstborn in our house to die but the problem is in that day his people are the firstborn the whole household would have died because all of them are as the firstborn in the kingdom and they were set apart by the words of the kingdom now right after Adam received the message of God about you know sweating the brown bringing forth the bread bread is instruction of the kingdom what do we got to do we got to search and we got to work to get the bread. But Jesus paid the price that we could, we got past the law. He, we got the price right now where he's going to write the words in our heart. He's going to do it. <clears throat> he's going to do it. The dew, in the, the dew of heaven 
it's very interesting because the dew of heaven comes in the morning. God was causing Nebuchadnezzar to know the words during that whole time. That's my point. And he's going to do the same thing at this time. They're going to walk in one shoulder. That's the way of the words of God, the pure language of the kingdom of heaven. They may not want to receive the words yet. They're going to do it even if they're doing it in punishment. But right after God did this with Adam, it's immediately, what does Adam do? He says, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was mother of all the living. That should be the huge clue. That should be the greatest statement that a woman wants to hear and a man wants to hear. Because what it's saying is that her name is Eve. She is to prepare the household for the evening time. When God makes known his words, we're to seek the message and the knowledge of his words every evening. And if we do that, we will live. What is it? Deuteronomy eleven eighteen to 21 says, if you teach the words to them, you'll add years to your families, your life and your family, your children's lives. And if you don't care about your life, because you shouldn't, you should care about your children's lives, then your life is taken care of. You worry about the others. You don't worry about yourself. You don't seek your own position. You seek to help the family. And the husband is supposed to be seeking to help, but he has to make sure that he's getting everything in righteousness. Because if he doesn't, he's of the devil. And what happens with the devil? You have anger. You have hatred. Hatred comes because of that law back there. Not walking in the way of the good promises God gave here. Pay the price. Do the way of the words. And do it for righteousness. So that you can build good. And things will be, when Abraham heard the knowledge of truth, what did he do? He became a missionary out there to, to try to make known the words to the world. He even when Sodom and Gomorrah, when he knew it was going to be destroyed, he stood there and pleaded with God to get every lost soul. And God did. He told him he'd only save them if there was ten. But there wasn't. There was just Lot, his two children, and his wife, and they weren't following the Lord and they weren't obedient and they went out and the wife turned back and came a pillar of salt sour salt and then God did and also for Adam and his wife the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them in other words he gave them a garment that they might have the knowledge of truth and be able to do the way of it and God didn't allow them to call on the words right away they had the knowledge of them but they weren't allowed to call him. You'll see in Genesis 4 that it wasn't until the son of Enish, after she went out and she had Enish, then when his son was born, Seth, excuse me, she had Seth, and when Seth had Enish, then they were able to call upon the name of the Lord again. The name of the Lord. Because wisdom come with that second child again. God had paid the price. Obviously, she was trying to do the way of the words. And she was trying to bring her household. But many of them failed because of that sin. It's hard. That's what he's saying. Dying is that you die by following the devil. That's what's going to happen. If we walk in the way of the devil, what did God do? He destroyed all those that wouldn't walk in the truth at the flood. This time, he's not going to destroy all mankind, but he's going to destroy many. Because of the flood. And we're going to destroy ourselves in this. God is going to allow us to destroy each other. That's what the Ezekiel 38 war and all that is. And then he's going to bring the plagues upon them. That we might learn. He's going to give them that chance. Even up until after he departs us out of here. And then after the two witnesses come and testify. And the plagues uh, are poured out upon them. And, and what's going to happen? 
it's it's the same thing. God is, you know, they're going to turn back to the ten kings and the Antichrist for 42 months. They're going to reign together at that time. It's a terrible thing. People just keep rebelling. But I wanted to point this out because right now, you know, the government, as I've told you, they've destroyed the herbs. They've tried to get us away from this because they're doing exactly opposite of what God has told us to do here in Genesis 3. The herbs are for the service of man. What is the service of man is to bring forth the likeness of the Garden of Eden again. They're doing the exact opposite. There is no climate thing. I mean, that's all a lie. It's all deception and people will not hear the truth. The, you know, they're, they're trying to block uh, marijuana. Marijuana is, is it's cannabis. Marijuana is a name they made up to make it sound terrible. You need to listen to that great audio series that's out there this week. It's being played. You can get it on YouTube on the sacred um, plant, which is, you know, cannabis. The government, guys like, you know, the Crown Trust is ordering them to do this because I told you the FDA was formed in 1948 for the purpose of destroying the food. I sat in a meeting secret DHS meetings, and they stated this. Scientists stated this. They had a need to know. The person who was with me was reporting, was given the job of reporting to the president and to the Crown Trust people. And, you know, they were sitting there just describing it to us that absolutely it was done. He had to know this because he was working on the, the mind control and the things and the toxins in the mind control, all these things, because they got to send frequency in, and they put lock thoughts and things into your mind anyway this is terrible but i have notes with this message tonight and i pray that you'll read those and consider it and watch those videos and understand that this is wrong those herbs are important to us that oil is important to us the cbd oil because it is there for the service of man to keep man to enable him to be able to receive the words that's why god sent frankincense and myrrh sap of the top of the trees what he calls it sap of his trees for what purpose to guide us in truth they help us you put the frankincense on your temples and your mind increases even frankincense is a cure for cancer people need to understand these things that's going on and we're being deceived and our doctors are not taught how to save you the work of these colleges and university which are totally controlled by people working for the crown trust i saw a list of the people they put in place to control even the christian universities and theological seminaries they serve the crown trust and that is to dumb down the people and not allow the knowledge of truth to come forward but they cannot stop it god has said that this time and the devil must leave it Because, like I told you, we have authority over him by the words, if we walk in the way of righteousness, if we do not walk in righteousness, if we walk in our own will and for our own purpose, we will not gain. You better make sure that the purpose you walk in is the right one with God because he's coming to confirm his new covenant. He's not coming to confirm the old one. He paid the price with the blood and his sweat to give us that new covenant. And he's coming to confirm that we received it and are keeping it and doing it. I pray this is helpful for you tonight and it might be of use. Lord, I pray you guide the people in all your truth. Lord, let them understand this is the time. Let them understand, Lord, that you said that the summer is the time of the harvest and it doesn't change for the devil. He's going to try to harvest people this summer. And the people are, going to, are given the work to go out and harvest his kingdom. He has to wait because he can't go out until your fishermen have an opportunity to get the people. But he will come at the end of this time dear lord to test the people and bring them out and he's already trying to pull many 
this thing with the climate change, these things, we're trying to take the thing away. But, Lord, you said if we do not get this in the fall, we will not eat, which means, dear Lord, that you're taking away the words by then, and the people will have the punishment coming. And I believe that the war that they're planning seems to be that they're coming in the, coming in the, the, the fall to do the destruction, destroy the harvest, because that's what they do, destroy. And, Lord, in the summertime, they're trying to harvest people. They're trying to get everybody to follow their way. They're deceiving the people with all the lies they're putting forth. And, dear Lord, they're trying to bring them into the devil, trying to put the hatred in their minds, trying to do all these rising up, these things, women's rights, all these things, Lord. And that is not what you told them to do, and that's not the way you showed Eve to come forth to enable the kingdom to come back on earth. Lord, I pray we'll understand these things and believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 